Praise the Lord. We welcome you all to our live broadcast today, this Sunday, November 20, 2022. Shall we pray? In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you for the opportunity to be here before you and to present ourselves and all who are going to hear or watch this message. Father, as we make our petitions done to you, Lord, we know you hear us, grant us those things that you have prepared for us. And close every door that will lead us astray. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ upon this broadcast, whatever it is rebroadcast. And on all the hearers, and especially on the doers of your word, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, dear God. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Have your way. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Praise the Lord. Last Sunday we completed our broadcast on the Spiritual Warfare series. I encourage anyone who is a child of God to go back to this series and go through them. Our instrumental is taken today from Abrakale Brassi on YouTube. May God continue to bless him and his family. Today's topic, having our prayers answered. Oftentimes we say we pray but God hasn't heard or answered. But at the end of this broadcast, you and I will be able to ascertain whether we have been praying right and why our prayers are not answered or are answered and we don't think it's been answered. So the topic today is having our prayers answered. Praise the Lord. The outline. You must have standing for God to hear your prayers, for God to hear my prayers. And our asking, that's number two must be in accordance with God's will. And three, never ask with the wrong motives. See, God knows everything. Even before we open our mouths to say anything, He already knows. And our song today is what I dedicate to everyone. I encourage everyone to master the words. And if you can't, at least from time to time, because He ministered a lot to me. I am thine, O Lord. Some title it, Draw Me Nearer. And you know where? To the cross of Christ. Praise the Lord. You must have standing. Scripture, please. I read from Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 to 6. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we are dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. God has raised up all who come to the cross of Christ. And we are seated with him in the heavenly realms because Christ our Lord is there. Which brings us to the item. You must have standing. For God to hear our prayers. We must have standing in the heavenly court of God. And for you and I to have standing in the heavenly court, we must be citizens of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. Only those who have standing can make their petitions known to God. Because we have an advocate for heavenly citizens. And that advocated is none other than the Son of God, Jesus Christ, Son of God. 
and the words of our petitions and prayers are actually inspired by the Holy Spirit. And because they are inspired by the Holy Spirit, they can only but have favorable outcomes. Remember, I'm talking about heavenly citizens, which I come to exactly what that means. So we're going to look at the meaning of standing in law. This is a legal term, standing. So I'm going to draw it from two sources, just to define, and then I continue with the broadcast with the with what I'm saying. In law, it's on the board. Standing or local standing is a condition that a party seeking a legal remedy must show that they have by demonstrating to the court sufficient connection to and harm from the law action challenge to support that party's participation in the case. And this we took from Wikipedia. Then the next definition, same thing, is the legally protectable, well, protectable stake or interest that an individual has in a dispute that entitles him or her to bring the controversy before the court to obtain judicial relief. That's in the world. But it has a connection to heaven. So only those who are seated with Christ in heavenly places have standing. Otherwise, there's no standing. You have no standing. Who, who will admit you there? Because you have no local standing. That's why we brought this to continue with our broadcast. Don't, but you, the fact you and I have been admitted because we accepted Christ as Lord and Savior does not mean that we shall maintain that standing in perpetuity. There are conditions to maintaining standing in a court. So, in the court of heaven, I'm going to list out the standing a newborn in Christ must continue to maintain or you lose standing. Number one, believe by faith that Christ cleansed him or her from his or her sins and made him God's child. That's number one. You have to believe by faith that the day you made that confession of faith, Truly, you have been cleansed from all your sins and that you are now a child of God. That's number one. Number two, you must believe that because you are in Christ, you are seated with him in heavenly realms. Because he is in God's throne. That's what the God's word we just read, the scripture we just read. So you have to believe it, that you are there. When you are praying, when you are walking, whatever you are doing, realize that you are a citizen of heaven. Don't allow the devil to deceive you that you are a citizen of the world. You are just here, but you really you are a citizen from another kingdom, the eternal kingdom, not a kingdom that is already being, going away. Please, it's important to, because you have to have standing, you have to believe that you really have standing. If you don't believe it, then you have a problem. So to maintain standing, continue in faith, not by works. Three. The child of God must always remember that her salvation was not because she was doing very good or that she was more right than another person, but that her salvation was by the unmerited favor of God. Four, and that's where the 
catch begins. It's not enough to have all those beliefs. You have to exercise that faith by works. What is works? It's not what people try to deceive you by your tithes and offering. Those are not works. Works is living right. Living right. Obey the commands of the Lord Jesus Christ. Obedience to the commands of the law. That is how to live right. That's your works. Living right in accordance with the commands of God. Next one. He must believe right. You see, the problem people don't believe right is because they're lazy. They have really believed in Christ, but they do not believe that they need to study the scriptures to continue to maintain that relationship. Yet the word of God is the spiritual food that enables every child of God to grow. That will enable you to withstand the onslaught of the enemy which is going to happen the moment they know you are a child of God. Do we recap? You have already believed. You have accepted Christ as Lord and Savior. You already believe that you are in the heavenly realms in Christ. Then if you are, you know you have standing. But to maintain the standing, you have to live righteously. That is, you have to live a holy life. A separated life. A sanctified life away from the world. You cannot be any friends with the world and you say you have standing. No, no, you know you are standing. If you have standing with your friends and the world, you don't have standing in heaven. If you are still tied to the unbiblical code of your unbelieving family, or your community, or your country, or the world, you will not have standing. You can't have standing in two countries, in two nations. You have standing either in the world or standing in heaven. So the standing in heaven is when you pray. See, remember we're talking about how your prayers can be heard. So if you want God to hear your prayers, you have standing. Then that means you call down black accord with the world. That's what I mean by living right. It's sanctification. It's a big word, but it's not a big word. It's just living right. And then study the scriptures. Don't allow any human being to lead you by the nose. Say, my pastor said, my Jew said, who says who? You allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you through the word that inspired, through prophets and apostles and disciples of old. So we we'll go to the next item. But asking must be in accordance with God's will. Scripture, please. I read from 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him. Praise the Lord. You are not sneaking in the court of heaven. When you are praying, you are not sneaking. You are going boldly to the throne of grace because you know your advocate is there. And Father God loves you. But look, see the cat say, if we ask anything in verse 14, according to his will, according to God's will, not according to our wills, you see, this is the problem. If you ask anything that God has will for you, of course he will hear. Let us put it this way. <laughs> many people desire so many things in the world, but those desires 
have nothing to do with the kingdom of heaven. Father God, we give you and I those things that will take us to eternal life. We can come to that. So whatever we ask must be in accordance to the will of God. Note that. The confidence we have in the prayer is, since we know we are praying according to his will in the matter, because the Holy Spirit has given us that information in our inner being, and we know he hears us, that we have confidence that he will answer us. That is your faith in God, that God will do the best for his children. Absolute faith in God. Not faith in faith, which I see many people post faith, faith, faith. They don't talk about faith in what? People have faith in the devil. People have faith in themselves. People have faith. What is faith? Define faith. Anything that's contrary to faith about having absolute trust in God to bring to come to pass everything he has proposed is not of it's not faith. It's not biblical faith. Scripture, please. Romans chapter 8, verses 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit that is given to those who have believed is the one that even makes intercession for us even when we don't know what we need. So you don't say, oh, I forgot to ask God that one. That's why it didn't happen. No. The Holy Spirit makes intercession for us at all times. God is our prayer partner. That's it. See, those of you are looking for prayer partners. Please start with having the Holy Spirit as your prayer partner. Please, please, please. I have my prayer partner. Please, come out of it. Have the Holy Spirit as your prayer partner if you are living right. Many have fallen through prayer partners. And remember, the Holy Spirit searches and knows what God wants to give you. That's God for the Father. So he will make intercession to the saints according to verse 27. According to the will of God. Always remember, everything is according to the will of Father God. Anything that's contrary to Father God's will, the Holy Spirit will intercede for you I. And God will never give us that which we have that is going to destroy us. And often those things will come in the next item when we reach there. So every asking we make of God must conform to God's will. That's why the Bible says, try to know that you may know the will of God in the matter. If you don't, pray to know the will before you begin to ask. We go to item three. Never ask with the wrong motives. This is the catch for many of us. We desire this. We desire, oh Lord, if only you give me money, I become ready. I will, oh, I build churches here. I will do this. It's a lie. Those are the loss of the things of the world. You're talking for yourself. He knows exactly what you do with them. Oh, I want to be a pastor. Oh, maybe made 100,000. He knows you want to collect tithes and offering. He knows before even you ask. He knows that's he knows lost. So we're talking here is lost versus need. 
The needs you, you and I need to run eternal life to eternal life or run the rest, God will always provide for us because He's the good, good Father. The problem we have is sometimes believers can't distinguish between lust and greed and need, sorry. Lust and need. God loved and lost humanity. Remember that. He sent his son to die in the place of the lost and restored them to his grace. Confirmed his righteousness. Imputed his son's righteousness to them. And God, Father God, gives the best for his children. Those God's best gifts to his children are those things that we need. On their journey to eternal life. Anything that will enable you to inherit eternal life. That will not, run, that will not cause you to go astray. God will provide it for you. That's why he gave us the Holy Spirit. That's the first best gift. The Lord told his disciples, starting in Jerusalem, the Holy Spirit has come. Not just for empowering, but to also enable them to run the race. So he gave us the Holy Spirit. That's the best gift God has given to his children, a part of Christ who died for us. The Holy Spirit indwells all of God's children. He teaches them and guides them as they walk on this walk and journey to eternal life. The Holy Spirit knows the needs of God's children. And even when they don't pray for those needs, He intercedes for them to have them. There are things that happened in your life you never knew, but it did happen. Someone interceded for you, and that's the Holy Spirit. Sadly, believers often give in to loss for the things in the world. They fast and pray using verses of scripture coupled up together. You know, have you heard of those 100 day fast, 70 day fast, 30 day fast? It's all to ask for loss, for things. You know, lost, 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 lost. It's all lost for the things in the world. What they don't know, these believers who do not know their scriptures, is that God already knows the thoughts and intents behind those lossful requests, even before they make them before him. He knows already what I'm thinking tomorrow. Sorry, what I'll be thinking tomorrow. He already knows. He's God. If you know that, you and I will not try to deceive God. You fall at his feet and say, Lord, have mercy. Let your will be done in my life. God will not grant those things and desires that are rooted in lust. Please write it. To, to take it to your pastor or your Jew. God gives his faithful children only the tools and the things they really need for the journey to life. And many of those things are already embedded in the scriptures. Recall what Joshua said, he told Joshua, this book of the law must not depart from you, but you must meditate on it day and night that you may then be prosperous and have good success. What the prosperity church have they picked the prosperous? What do they mean by prosperous? Prosperous is inheriting eternal life. If you can't eternal life, <laughs> the person of all people the most miserable. You hate the whole world, prosperity, and you lose eternal life. You lost completely. That's not what Christ God made them. He made prosperous. 
as in having the ability to lead his people and guide them rightly, hearing from God, directing their paths and walking in the path of righteousness. That's prosperity. The study of the scriptures enables God's children to tap into that faith in Christ. That faith that will carry you through during trials and temptations. Because they will surely come. They will surely gather. But in that faith in God, which the scripture, you have, you have the word of God. Be able to say, thus says the Lord. I rebuke the devourer. I rebuke the enemy. That nothing shall by enemies come or hurt or near you. That's the strength you have because it's rooted in the scriptures. God knows our desire for the things in the world. We never take his children to eternal life. He knows that distractions, in fact, are poison. They will have the opposite effect. They destroy salvation. They destroy faith. The Holy Spirit is the one that puts God's will in the hearts of God's children. So that's why I say pray to know the will of God. If you're always communing with the Holy Spirit, you will begin to know and understand. So when you pray, you don't ask amiss. You ask a right. Persistence in praying for lustful things, please pay attention, opens the door for demonic infiltration. Those of you who go on all those long fasts, desiring this or that, lusting for this or that, sometimes you get them, but God didn't give them to you. Satan and other evil spirits have raided doctrines they use to entice believers. The moment you begin to fall, go that path, you're done. I said to you, repent. Turn around and come back to the faith that is in Christ. Follow your feet at the cross of Jesus wherever you are and ask, Lord, forgive me. Here I am. Because those who give in to doctrines of demons will soon fall away from the faith that trusts God. That's when they begin to define faith as something else. They begin to misquote and misinterpret Hebrews 11. Chapter 11, verse 1 and 6. Those who give into doctrines of demons begin to worship a faith that believes in demons and material things. Thinking that their faith is in God. You know, have you had that thing? You want something, visualize it, think it, think it, imagine it, imagine it, imagine it, imagine it. Many years ago, I, I, I read one book and I started imagining it, imagine it, imagine it. It was about a table or something, and then, and then it was about something else. And I said, wow, how can this be God? Those of them, okay, you want a wife or a husband, uh, yes. Then you begin to imagine it, it has to be short. Someone said it has to be tall. It has to be this. So God is going to go and create you for your lost. And who are you? If you are tall, you are not short. If you are short, you are not tall. If you are brilliant, you are not uh, uh, dumb. And even if you are dumb, you may have some characteristics that are so great and so loving. You may have a skill nobody else has in this world. But you are telling God, you want this, you want that, it is this, that. Please, that's for the pits of hell. Oh yeah, the devil will send you somebody. And then you marry a demon, and you think you married a human being. I don't know why that came out. Sometimes evil spirits will create opportunities for those believing their doctrines. To get those things they have been lost in for. That's really what I was trying to say. But I, something came and I had to say it. Have you obtained those material things? 
Deceive believers, take their focus off Christ. Because that's the whole idea. The demons will come because they see you desire this in so we've been praying and fasting for it for so long. So it will come eventually, but it's not from God. So because then you begin to look side, oh yeah, I did this. You know, if you if you fast for one million years, you will get it. I did it sometime, it happened. You know, remember all those testimonies they give you in churches. They begin to compare, compete with unbelievers in the pursuit of material things. They give in to envy. Everything of the world comes in because you have opened the door. Sadly, the more they accumulate. I'm talking about believers who are falling. The more they desire for more. Think of those who, who claim, come out, one million. We will they give you, if you pledge this, we give you this. If you do this, you do that. Have clubs of millionaires. In church. And I get satisfaction, dissatisfaction sets in. As they find themselves in that bottomless pit from where the Lord rescued them. But they forgot. Scripture, please. James chapter 4, verse 1. What is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? Praise the Lord. That's what lustful things have done to the church. Because when a believer continues to yield to evil desires in them, see the body is still fighting. We need this. We want this one. Why don't you look at your friend there? Look at this. Look at that brother. Look at that sister. Do you know what that brother or sister is doing? Do you know whether she's an armed robber? You don't know. A kidnapper. You don't know. But you yield into those desires. Sometimes pushed by your spouse. So as you repeatedly ignore the Holy Spirit, alerting you to the dangers and imp- remember, it starts, the loss starts from in the heart, from here. You yield to the body's demands. And once you do it, the Holy Spirit departs. You have no more teacher, you have no more guide, you have no more helper. That is the problem. That's why they fall and fall, and they fall and fall. And except they hear the gospel again and repent. They remained there, thinking that they still believe. And from the moment the Holy Spirit departs, that believer becomes what some call fleshly Christian, but really is a backsliding Christian. Backsliding Christians are a problem in the body of Christ. And please be careful. Some of the backsliding ones could be Jehovah's or pastors leading 100,000, 1 million persons. It doesn't matter. The moment you will give into your loss, you fell from the faith that is in Christ, but you because you embrace the faith that is in the world and in demons that give them. Therefore, all the actions, whether you're a young convert of yesterday, just note it. All the actions and attitudes and teachings are about the world. It's always about the world, how to become rich. Once you give, sowing, sowing, and then you sow, you know, sow seed. This one will happen. It's a light from the peace of hell. They are no longer comfortable being among spirit-filled believers. Trying to correct them leads to quarrels and fights. That's what that scripture is saying. See, because the congregation now is mixed. James is seeing it and so he's talking about it. There's a confusion. If the Holy Spirit was there in all of them, there'd be no problem. 
But you see, loss has come in, demon of loss has come in, mammon has come in, and they begin to jockey for places. And those who have believed are being grieved, the believers in Christ. So James was writing to one. That is because they have been drawn away by their loss. If that started in the early church, take out the 21st century church. Take out the 21st century church. Scripture, please. James chapter 4, verses 2 and 3. You want something, but don't get it. You kill and covet, but you cannot have what you want. You quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Praise the Lord. The scripture is self-explanatory. You want something, you don't get it. Because that's why people kill, even in the church. They're still in the church, in the gatherings people call churches, actually the buildings. They steal, and they continue to steal. And so there are quarrels, jockeying for positions. Those positions are not there to honor God. They are there because they want to spend it on themselves. Never ask with the wrong motives. You have had it all. But meanwhile, I'm having problem with my system because I want to bring this, this, this thing up. Somehow I'm not getting it, so I will have to sing the song with you. The title of the song today is I am thine, O Lord. Or draw me nearer to God. It's an instrumental, but for some reason we're having problems. So read with me on the board as we pray together. I am thine, O Lord. I've had thy voice. If you're a child of God, you've had his voice at some point in your journey. And he told thy love to me. But I long to rise in the arms of faith. And be closer drawn to thee. And the refrain says, Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer, 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 blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side. Because it's always at the cross where everything started. That's where you and I were saved. That's where I have to remain as we walk. We should always have the image of the bleeding Son of God. On the cross, crying out, Abba Father, have you forsaken me? And then let us say it's finished. Everything that is for your salvation and mine has already been done. All we have to do is what? Embrace the grace of God. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord. Whatever you are, please pray this prayer. By the power of grace divine, let our souls look up with steadfast hope so that my will will no longer be mine but to be lost in God's own will. Your will must not be your will. You hand it over to he that has purchased you. Draw me nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, the refrain, to the cross where you have died. 
draw me nearer nearer blessed Lord to thy precious bleeding son because when you imagine that suffering on the cross you flee from sin you run from sin you run from loss you run from worldly friends you run from worldly associations only that will make you know that there is something greater for God to have allowed his son to die than this thing that we are seeing as the world Oh, the pure delight of a single hour that before thy throne I spend when I kneel in prayer and within my God I commune as what? Friend with friend. God is our friend. He's our father. He's a good, good father. He's also our friend. He's also our helper. In every way, Father, Son, Spirit. Dare you turn your back on him to the child of God? Rather turn your back on the world. Turn your back on the world. The world has nothing for you. The devil has nothing for you because he wants to pull you back. Draw me nearer and nearer, blessed Lord, dear friend. To the cross where thou hast died. Draw me nearer and nearer, blessed Lord, to thy precious bleeding side, O oh God. There are depths of love that I cannot know. You see, while of this we can never know the depth of God's love for us. Until we cross that narrow sea one day when we will die and he will call us and come into his glory. There are heights of joy that I may never reach till I rest in peace with thee. That should be your desire and hope and when you have that, you realize that God is with you at all times, my, my brothers and sisters. Your prayers are not answered because we pray amiss. But if you pray according to the will of God, God will hear you. And every prayer you and I make must be to walk in the path of righteousness. It is to do the will of God, not our wills. It is to disdain the desires of our bodies and our flesh. And only walk in the spirit. And that means study the scriptures. On our own, as it was to teach us and guide us. And always knowing when you are praying that you are in the heavenly throne. Where your petitions are already being heard. Father, I give you all the praise and honor for this teaching and this blessing this day, Lord. All the glory and honor of God are all yours. For your children who have tuned in. For those who will also tune in at some point. Blessings and glory, Lord. That they may learn to pray right. And know that to pray right means they have to live right. And live right means they have to study the word. And it means they have to turn their backs on the world. They have to listen to that inner voice. And do those things that please you, my Father, my God. The way like Joshua meditate on your word day and night. Learning to do everything that's contained in them, O oh God. Impress on all who have listened today. Watch out for them and their families, Lord. Rebook the devourer for their sakes, my Father, in the name of the Lord, Jesus Christ. Where would the devourer want to, want to take away that you have planted in them? Rebook the devourer for their sakes, Lord. And bless them, Lord. May they walk according to your plans for them. May each father never lose eternal life. May they never lose that prize or the poor call of God in Christ Jesus. Lord, I give you all the praise and honor. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father. Thank you for your children who have tuned in. Thank you for those who will tune in. Thank you for those who will believe through the preaching and teaching of this word. In Jesus' name we are prayed. Praise the Lord. By God's grace, we see you next Sunday. Be praying for us as we pray for you. This rest is not for the swift. It's a rest that you walk according to the will of God. Not according to your knowledge. Allow the Holy Spirit to walk with you and lead you. See you next Sunday.